G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. This is one part of life where it's an intensive training zone where we're shaped and where we learn that costly love for another. Across cultures, both men and women commonly view childbirth experiences as spiritually transforming and very meaningful. Today's guest is Jodie McIver, a midwife who is also in pastoral ministry and now the author of Bringing Forth Life, God's Purpose in Pregnancy and Birth. We'll be discussing some of the privileges of pregnancy and birth and how it parallels God's work to conform us to the image of Christ. That's Jodie McIver, our guest today, with myself, Brett Ryan, for Focus on the Family, Australia. Well, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me, Brett. Well, tell us, and I say this nearly on every interview, tell us a little bit about the Jodie story. (laughs) Yeah, sure. So... Uh, My husband and I live in the Blue Mountains in New South Wales, and we are in ministry in the Anglican Church. Uh, We have three young kids uh, between four and nine years old, and I also work as a midwife at the local public hospital, which is a small kind of country hospital almost, uh, working at supporting women and families through pregnancy, birth, and their transition to parenthood. So my weeks are kind of juggling all these different good things, ministry and midwifery and, of course, family life. And then, yeah, I've really enjoyed writing this book these last couple of years because it brings together all these different parts of my life and my experience and hopefully will be a great support for others as they begin the journey into parenthood as well. Absolutely. And I'm very impressed that you found the time. And there'll be many of our listeners going, where does she find the time? But you've been disciplined (laughs) enough to put this pen to paper or fingers to the keyboard and put this together. And and you are, as you said, combining all your loves about ministry and about midwifery and God's wonderful creation and the joy it is of new birth and combining those together. um, It might have been seen like not a chore, but just a, a privilege to do that. Yeah, I've never really been a writer before or never kind of aspired to writing. But once I started writing this book that just touched on so many parts of my life, I really did love it, actually. Honestly, people said, oh, you'll hate it by the end. But I did did love it and um, had a real sense of God's purpose in it as well. Yeah. Excellent. And I have to say that many of the listeners... Uh, would know that my background, I was actually a critical care nurse who majored in intensive care and an accident emergency. So we could swap some war stories along the way. Yes, that's <laughs> right. Yeah, slightly different sphere, yeah, but certainly bit. blood in both parts. I, yeah. <laughs> I do remember when I did my midwifery rotation that um, I was given the privilege of being become the surrogate partner. Many of them were single mums, and I got to hold their hands while the other you know, the other messy stuff down the other end. But uh, it was such a joy. And I, I still get excited about my own children, but also listening to the ultrasound and the Doppler and, and everything that comes along with a new life. It's such a, an amazing 
amazing miracle. And uh, and I understand that your love for this area started at a very early age. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I didn't know at the time it would be so significant, but when I was a little kid, when I was three when my brother was born and six when my younger sister was born, my parents actually chose to have me present at their birth. So I was involved in birth from a young age and it all seemed very normal to me and just kind of a part of life and the beginning of these new members of our family. And so I didn't know at the time I'd become a midwife, but I think it probably played a significant role, yeah. Yeah, very much so. And so your love for midwifery has continued to sort of percolate underneath the surface and then you have applied a theology to pregnancy as well. Yeah, well, that's right. I started out as a midwife um, not long after finishing school. I studied midwifery and I think I was working by the age of 22 and um, there was lots about it that I loved and there were lots of challenges in working as a midwife as well and just the juggle of shift work with being involved in church and ministry and all those sorts of things. Um, So I actually ended up (laughs) resigning from my job as a midwife, not far in and saying, no, I'm going to go to Bible college. I'm going to be equipped for ministry. And that's where I want to pour myself into. But yeah, God had other plans. And at the end of studying a theology degree, I actually found myself working both as a midwife some days of the week and in church ministry on other days, but they were still very separate parts of my life at that stage. And I, it took a long time for me to even consider, you know, why aren't we thinking about these experiences yeah. from a Christian perspective? Yeah. Oh, just on a side note, being a midwife and then actually giving birth to your own children, is, mm. the, is that a challenge or is it make it easier? Good question. I think it depends on your personality. I think if you're a bit of an anxious person, you'd worry about all that you know that you've seen happen before. But for me, I think it was um, just good to know what to expect and it meant I could make decisions easily about my care and I knew it wasn't going to be an easy road or anything. So I think I knew that birth, but particularly, you know, becoming a mother and looking after a baby and all of that would be hard and that it would kind of change your whole identity. So I think it was a help for me, even though it was kind of strange to be on the other side of things, yeah. Speaking of your identity, you know, like you're a woman, then you're a wife and then you become a mother and then all the physiological changes that take place going through being pregnant and the transition that your body goes under and the lifestyle and the relationships all change. How did you navigate that and then – putting it through the filter of a a Christian point of view. Mm. Yeah, I think it really wasn't until I actually had my own kids and lived that experience of that big transition. And like you said, those changes in every part of who you are and your lifestyle and the way you see yourself and the way you relate to others that I sort of started to think, okay, this is a, it's a big experience. And as churches, we celebrate babies coming into the family, but I think we don't always honour the journey that's led to that and how significant that can be for women and couples for good or bad. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think at that point I started to look to the Bible as well and see what the Bible has to say. I mean, the Bible has many mentions of birth and of people being born and of God working through that. But I think what I hadn't kind of put together before was 
that birth is really central to God's life-giving work in the world mm-hmm. in not just that he was born as a baby and come into our world, but that he did that in order to give us new birth. We see on the cross Jesus laboring to give us new birth. And lots of the biblical writers talk about it like yeah. that, like being born again or born of God. And I think that gives value to our experiences as women and families in the world. That is so true. I mean, there's lots of references in the Bible about childbirth. And I can only imagine what birth was supposed to be like. But then after the fall, now it's there's going to be pain. And people can focus on that. But there's so many more metaphors about the pains, the labor, the anguish. But as you just so beautifully said, that, you know, the pain of Jesus on the cross, you know, had to labor through that to give us new life, to give us new birth. And I've never thought about that part of it. Yeah. What else do you refer to the bigger picture through a biblical reference about pregnancy and and childbirth? Yeah, well, I think as we come into this experience, it's easy to focus on all the little details, you know, what are your iron levels in pregnancy or what clothes you buy for the baby. But when we look at the bigger picture that we're actually sharing with God in his life-giving work, um, I think it offers a new perspective and particularly those aspects of these experiences that are hard, whether they're a little bit hard, like morning sickness and things like that, or whether, you know, some families go through awful hardship and pain as they bring life to their children and and things don't always go to plan. Mm. Yet, if we look at the gospel, we can see that God brings life out of loss and out of pain. And This pain is unique in a way in that unlike your work in accident emergency where people are in pain because something's gone wrong or they're injured, this is pain. It's hard and it's costly, but it's pain that is working to bring new life into the world, um, whether for a short time or a long time. And so we can view it a bit differently And it's through the pain and the loss that God changes and brings life to us as well as our babies and transforms us to be more like him as well. Yeah. Look, this is a question without notice. And I was just thinking about you're talking about it doesn't always go to plan. And there'll be people listening to this that, you know, they wanted to have a child and it hasn't taken place. Uh, Then other people who have become pregnant and then have spontaneously miscarried. And then there's some other people who have actually chosen to abort a child. And so there's a myriad of different things and aspects. Um, How do you apply all those little nuances, not only to bring new life, but then when things don't go to plan or things that you've chosen that have gone against, you know, that moral compass, so to speak? Yeah, I mean, it's such a complex area for people and it's not fair. Like some people have a relatively easy road and others have a terribly rough road um, and that's not because of anything they've done. You know, things like miscarriage are often people look, oh, did I eat the wrong food? But most of the time it's just the way it works. And all these aspects, I think, reflect the pain of bringing life into a broken world. Um, It is painful and we see it's painful for God as well to bring forth life. But I guess in each of these ways, like the Bible also talks about all creation as groaning in the pains of childbirth. 
Um, and Jesus talks about, you know, wars and earthquakes and famines. These are the beginning of birth pains. There's that picture in a way of the whole world and all creation moving towards new birth mm. as well. Mm. So these are hardships along the way and I'm not taking away from that at all. But there's also a sense in which they point to the hope of new birth and yeah. new life and a future where there is no more death or crying or sadness. Yeah, yeah. that's excellent. I'm Brett Ryan and I hope you're enjoying this show. Stay with us as we continue our chat with Jody right here on Focus on the Family Australia. The Word for Today is Australia's most widely read daily devotional designed to give you practical teaching to keep you focused on your relationship with Jesus. Read it online or subscribe to the free printed edition at thewordfortoday.com.au Hi and welcome back. You're listening to Focus on the Family Australia, where we're chatting with Jody McIver. She's a midwife, but also a book author. She wrote the book called Bringing Forth Life. We talked before about the pain of childbirth and the anguish and, and also the things when they don't go to plan. But then there's also the joy of becoming a mother, becoming a parent and that wonderful transition. Take us to that point. With your own world, with your you know, three beautiful children, but also just seeing people being transitioned from this, you know, once being solo and then to suddenly become responsible for a living thing. Yeah, it is an amazing experience. And I think what I love about being a midwife, one thing is the amazing way that our bodies are designed to help us through that transition. And I think God is very clever. Um, Lots of our hormones like oxytocin uh, help us to bond with that baby, even though they're a little stranger at first and we haven't even met them. We didn't choose them. But through our bodies and through our skin and skin to skin contact, our brains are wired to actually love them and for them to begin to develop relationship with us. It's an exciting time as well. Absolutely. Very much so. I mean, the physiological changes, but as you just said so rightly, is that you start bonding with this person that you've never met and they understand your voice, your tone, and then there's that connection point. But it's not always easy. Some people are naturally maternal and others, it takes a little bit of work. Yeah, I think that's right. And you've got to have that realistic expectation that when you've just been through giving birth and you meet that baby for the first time, it may not be all your magical moments you'd imagined. Um, There's a lot of learning one another, getting to know one another and doing those mundane, repetitive things that babies require to have safety and to grow And even in that, I think we can see that's how God brings forth life in the world as well. Like in Psalm 147, you know, it talks about him bringing the clouds, bringing the rain, bringing the grass to be food for the cattle and food for the ravens. Like that part of bringing forth life is a bit mundane and repetitive, but that's also how God brings forth life and how we're sharing in that. Yeah, it's so very good. Well, in your book called Bringing Forth Life, God's Purpose in Pregnancy and Birth, you unpack some of the more, let's shall we say, controversial issues, some of the moral dilemmas that we are faced with, particularly in this day and age. There are more and more advances in technology and tests that you can have. So take us a little bit about 
uh, and unpack those aspects of some of the challenges and the moral conflicts you are seeing in raising a family today? Yeah, I think we have a very medicalized culture of birth and pregnancy, and that has its benefits. But equally, more technology isn't always better, and and depending on how we use it as well. So when we are pregnant today, most women and couples find there's an expectation there that we're going to undertake various steps of genetic testing in pregnancy to screen our baby for certain syndromes. And I think that can be a really fraught experience because some of these testing doesn't give us definite answers. So it just will tell us our baby's at high risk or low risk of a particular condition. And that leads to anxiety and then further decisions about, you know, whether you're going to undertake invasive testing to find out if your baby has that condition. And so I I think it's worth us really knowing about some of these things and actually having guidance from a moral perspective as well as to whether this testing is going to help us in our pregnancy. Mm. If the only potential outcome is the choice to terminate the pregnancy, then is that something we want to undertake or not? Mm. You know, it creates a barrier sometimes between you and your baby as well. When they're inside our bodies, we have to embrace them and nurture them. And if there's that uncertainty about committing to the pregnancy, that can be a really hard thing emotionally as well. Yeah, very much so. And I'm sure there'd be many would-be mothers on those who have gone through various testings. I mean, obviously, you can get a blood test, but then there's also the amniocentesis, which has risks of its own. And so you have to weigh up the pros and cons of going through the test. But then, as you so rightfully said, is then what do you do with the result? Yeah, well, like you said, it's a tricky decision for people. But I think we all have to be aware that when we are pregnant or when we're giving birth, this is our decision to make about what's best for our baby and for us. So even if your doctor thinks you should do a certain thing, that's worth taking on and considering and making a decision about, but you don't have to do any particular testing mm-hmm. if you decide not to. You know, they may have quite a different worldview or understanding of things to you. So it is worth making those decisions yourself. And I think for many, many couples, if you wouldn't choose to terminate the pregnancy if there were unexpected results, then I think it's really worth questioning all those kind of genetic testing options mm. as to whether they're actually worth having for yeah. you because there are definitely cons as well as pros yeah, very um, much to so. knowing or knowing a sense of the information even without that definite knowledge. Yeah, and, and that's the challenge because just because we can doesn't mean we should. Yeah, that's right. And we see lots of ways with many different interventions in pregnancy and birth that when used in the right circumstances, they can be helpful. But a lot of the time where doing things too often and there's actually a lot of downsides to it as well. So, yeah, it's worth having some careful thinking about and talking with your partner or perhaps your minister or your family and friends as you make those big decisions and not just going along just because the doctor said yeah, it. Yeah, very much so. And as you said, it's an individual choice and you need to go with what you feel is right for you. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Mm. And it'll have implications for you and your family. So it's important to carefully think it through. So in your book, you talk about there's so many Bible verses talking about 
pregnancy and birth, and you unpacked a little bit about the bigger picture, and you've also looked about the challenges and the moral conflicts. What else is in your book that will be of benefit to those listening today? Yeah, well, (laughs) I may be biased, but I think for anyone who's sort of thinking about pregnancy or is already pregnant or their wife or partner is, it's really worth thinking through some of these things as early on as possible. Um, So, I mean, in the book, I'm showing the beauty of our bodies and the amazing way they work and the way that God has enabled us to share with him in bringing forth life in this way. But also, yeah, like we've talked about, navigating uncertainty is a real part of Mm. these experiences. Um, So that's part two of the book. And there's real decisions that we have to make, that everyone has to make who's pregnant about their care. So that's worth doing. Um, And finally, the third part of the book is about the newborn mother. It's about that transition to becoming a mother and becoming a family and the changes that that brings, whether that's in our emotions and our relationships and our identity. It's an exciting time and I think we can come out of it feeling great about what is God is doing through us, even when hard things have happened along mm, the way, um, yeah. because God works through those things. Yeah, very much so. I probably be good to just land there a little bit about the joy and the privilege, but also the challenges of being a mother and that transition. And, the, and you mentioned the word identity again. How did you navigate that, and how do you apply those principles that you've actually articulated in your book? Yeah. Well, personally, um, I was not that excited about becoming a mother early on. I sort of, I knew what it would entail. Hopefully your kids aren't going to listen to this, not going to listen to this podcast at the moment. So, (laughs) Um, The impact it would have on my life and everything. And I guess being a midwife, I didn't find babies as novel and cute as some people might. I was pretty used to them. And it was hard. And that was my experience. But I think looking back now, I can really see how those experiences of vulnerability and of weakness, even after we've had a baby and during the process, that that's not a bad thing. And it's actually a powerful experience in which we see what our bodies can do and in which God changes us as we walk in Jesus' footsteps Mm -hmm. in bearing the cost of bringing forth life, God's actually changing us to be more like him. So I think the way our bodies take the lead in pregnancy and birth in bearing the cost of giving life to a little person, that continues on long into parenting. And that's the preparation that we have that this is one part of life. And of course, there are others. But this is one part of life where it's an intensive training zone where we're shaped and where we learn that costly love for another. Yeah. Where we're put out at times out of this love. It's not always a feeling, but it's that real practical love where we're putting the life of this little person first in a new way that we probably haven't before that time in our lives. Yeah. And the final question, what would you say about the mama bear? Don't mess with my little baby cubs and the challenge that that will bring. But, you know, it's that fierce love, that incredible love that you can't even really articulate properly. Yeah. Well, I think these experiences, 
they not only are shaped by what we know of God, but they also can give us new insight into how much God loves us and what he's done for us as we see, you know, how weak and vulnerable this little baby is. Yeah. And remember that this is what we're like to God. He's given us new birth as his children and he loves us and he's loved us with genuinely costly love. And I think we can grasp something new of that as we look into the little faces of our children and see how much they depend on us day to day, hour to hour even. Mm -hmm. And remember that this reveals so much of our relationship as children of our God. Yeah, that's so good. And finally... I don't know if you touched this on this book because I haven't read it from cover to cover, but the fact is, you know, you're talking about the mothers giving out all the time and serving and, and protecting and just loving and giving out a lot. How do you keep the balance of a bit of self-care? Because you're better when you look after yourself so you can actually give out of an overflowing rather than out of an empty vessel. Yeah, absolutely. Rest is so important. God has always said that from the beginning, you know, that idea of regular rest in our lives. And we do need to honour that our bodies need that, especially at this time that can be so exhausting. And I think the most important way that we can look after ourselves is by accepting help from others. So obviously our partner and our immediate family need to look after us at that time as we recover and adjust with this new change of life. But equally, you know, if we have a church family who can nurture us practically but also in prayer and that can make such a big difference, you know, that whole it takes a village and it really does We've had beautiful experiences of, you know, amazing meals cooked for us by our church and that genuine care from people, which is just such a beautiful thing when you're feeling like you don't know what you're doing and you're vulnerable and you can't even keep clean clothes coming through the whole washing process or things like that. Because it's overwhelming for our partners too, obviously, this big transition and we just need help. Yeah. Very much so. Very much so. Well, Jody, thank you so much for being our guest today. Thank you so much for having me along. It's been lovely to speak with you. Our guest today was Jodie McIver, midwife and author of Bringing Forth Life, God's Purposes in Pregnancy and Birth. You can contact her and more about the book via her Facebook account, Jodie McIver. We also understand that this conversation may stir up some raw emotions of pain related to motherhood. If you'd like to talk to our pastoral care counsellor, please contact us to make an appointment. This free service has only been made available because of the generous financial support of our listeners. Please consider becoming a monthly financial partner as together we can help more Australian families thrive in Christ. For resources on pregnancy, birth and becoming a mum, go to our website at families.org.au. And thank you for joining us today. I'm Brett Ryan. On behalf of the team here at Focus, inviting you to tune in next time to another edition of Focus on the Family Australia. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.